0: back to the What Was That Podcast. I'm Christina.
1: And this is Sean.
0: And this is part two of Bobby Mackey's. If you haven't done so already, go back and please listen to the previous episode where we discussed our history of Bobby Mackey and our experiences there. So time to dig into the evidence. Remember, this is old ass technology, so the sound quality isn't great. And so, we may post videos when the episode drops. It just depends on what we think of the sound quality. So, the first tape that I listened to was labeled Bobby Mackey's Camera 2, Tape 2. There is no Tape 1. There is no Camera 1, Tape 1. That's the only tape we have for... We went in March. twenty. We went March 22nd, 2010.
1: Okay, so this was the second one. This isn't the first one. Do, nope. we, have, do we have any tapes from the first we trip? We two. Okay. So we're going to talk about the second trip first, and then we're going to go back. Okay. I just want to make sure that I've got the chronological order, um, so that way I know which time we're talking about.
0: So the tape starts with me, you, Chuck, and Thaddeus at the stage area asking for K2 responses, and I'm running EVP. Love to know where that audio is. We are asking if... Joh- Johanna was the one talking to me earlier, so we must have had like K2 flips or something. We just don't have video for But the tape. Is it's its a shame because the tape is really hard to hear because the heater like sounds like a freaking freight train and it runs the entire time. It's like that's that, all you hear. I would
1: say that's probably my chief complaint about the experience of Bobby Mackey's is there's so much.
0: Oh, there's pollu- cars that go by That's And then there's trains down below. Yeah. yeah the,
1: they're just, it's pollution all the way around. Like it's hard. I don't think we ever had a tape. Maybe like, that's why there's
0: no audio. Maybe we just gave up on it.
1: It's, it's quite possible because I mean, it doesn't seem like there was any good, anything really um, coming from the audio because of, It wasn't the heater that was a problem, it was a bunch of other problems that we, uh, what would you say, other problems that we encountered when we were trying to record stuff with audio. Because, like you said, you had the heater going, there was cars going, there was the trains going, you could actually hear people, like the other people with us, talking like right across the damn building. So there was really no quiet.
0: Yep. So during this time, I mentioned seeing fast uh, moving shadows by the bar. And I say that I've been seeing it all night. I don't remember that at all. I don't know if I blocked out some stuff from there or what, but I don't remember that. At one point, all of us, not just one person, we smell vanilla and all of us get a cold chill. We're not under a vent like... Of course, we don't have the temperature gauge or anything around, but it was just weird that we all felt it at the same time. I kept hearing footsteps and noises in the background, and we never react to that. But wasn't there like a tour guide or a bar owner there the whole time? Yeah, there was
1: a bartender. So that, that was that's there more. With us. So I think we automatically discounted that as being the bartender
0: there. Okay. So later on, you and Thaddeus go walk off screen. It's Chuck and I still sitting by the front stage, and we hear faint music behind us. I do remember that, but it's because of the heater, we can't hear it on the tape. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, dude, Thad is, like, dying on this tape. Was he sick? It's kind of gross. you <laughs> remember? <laughs> He's, like, hacking, and he was... I,
1: well, it is a dusty place, if I remember correctly. Most of us were smokers, so we were going outside and smoking and everything else. So it's quite possible that he was hacking up along the lung Oh, my God. From smoking and then all the dust and everything. And then I I think it. me and Thaddeus were the one that ran, like, a lot of the cables and stuff for like, the DVR cameras that ran them down through the basement.
0: Mm-hmm. So then we all moved to where the, the bull is were. Like, by the pool table, you can ride that bull. And I'm saying like, how much that area creeps me out. And <laughs> that is puts the camera on the bull's ass, which makes us all laugh. And I just had to look because the recording says 1221 a.m. And <laughs> that makes me feel so tired. I can't believe how late we used to stay up. Like, I can't make it to, like, 10 o'clock now. Yeah, I know, right? I mentioned again feeling cold all around me like something is following me around and I put in parentheses e. and then I gotta play this video because the heater the, eight, the heater squealed and it scared all of us even me so hopefully this will play and hopefully it's not blaring loud There we go What? Try it again. I think I cut it off. But you hear me go? Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Let me just make
0: sure that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm putting my phone down. I wish I would. I, I, thought I, I thought I cut it off. So a little bit later, we smell smoke. And I don't know why all of a sudden I think I'm a connoisseur of cigars, but I'm telling you guys that it's not cigarette smoke, that it's cigar smoke because it's sweeter. Like, who the hell am I? <laughs> and we capture a weird light and no one reacts to it. I'm thinking that it might be a car light or flashlight, and I want to have you um, watch it. I just got to find the video. Hold on. Okay, that's not it. Oh, I love old technology. I just love it. Okay. Uh, you see? I see. Think I'm thinking so. it might be a car light, but because it, it moves it moves awfully fast.
1: No, that's not a car Like, How did we not notice that? You know what it reminds me of? It's 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 like uh one of the things we one of the things we used to experiment with back in the day is the flashlight sessions where we would set a flashlight down with the back of it unscrewed. Oh,
0: we did have that. And
1: try to get you know, the flashlight to turn itself on or turn itself off. And the hypothesis was if there's anything there that can manipulate the objects and what they do is uh, they can tap on that button and make the flashlight light up. So it's almost like the flash, like a flashlight came on and turned off that was laying there on the floor, but I don't know if there was a flashlight laying on the floor Not at that on the time.
0: floor, but we had one nearby on the pool table, but that was... That would be up higher. This one was, like, on the floor. Yeah,
1: but that's exactly what that looks like. So that doesn't look like a headlight or anything like that. So how
0: how did we miss that? I don't know. I think because we were distracted by the smell of smoke, so I think we are like, looking around and we got the something coming on.
1: And we didn't even notice that on the playback of the video, which is kind of odd. But then again, you know, we used to sit there and watch God knows how many hours of video and listen to audio and... We were probably tired of just not paying as much attention to it as we probably should have.
0: Yep. Let's see. Oh, man. Okay, so we're going to talk about that This next thing. Um. Oh, you know what? We had the DVR pointed to it. I have in my notes that we had the DVR pointed to that flashlight. We don't have any of that DVR footage, so there's no way to tell. Yeah, we don't know what's, yep.
1: what, what's what on it.
0: So at one point we leave the bowl we leave the bowl, we leave the camera on the bowl and we walk away. And you hear me in the background saying something about the flashlight isn't coming on, and then we catch a ball of light. Now I know how we feel about orbs and everything.
1: Dead skin.
0: But around the air. But in forty five minutes of tape, this is like the only thing I saw, so I'm thinking that it's not. So I I tried to videotape it on my phone, but it it didn't work. Um, I'll let you look at it and see what you think. But... Oh, that is terrible. Oh, no, that's the Jesus video.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's people yelling, but you can see where you're on the TV and it just it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to see anything
0: there. yeah yep thank you old technology uh, yeah one second okay so I swear when I was watching this now keep in mind this was a the first part of this tape, it was when it, I had to watch it through the camcorder, so it's a very small screen. Mm-hmm. I swear I kept seeing, like, mists go by on the video when it was on the bowl, but I'm just thinking it was my eyes because looking at that small screen for 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, and the the small screen is grainy as hell, so who knows yeah. what patterns your your mind, your your brain is picking up on just trying to make order out of all that. I think they call it pixelation or something. Matrixing, isn't Matrixing, it? Matrixing, yeah. Yep. But it's the idea of looking for patterns where none exist.
0: So that's all we got on that tape. Who knows what we caught on the DVR or on audio. There might have been more evidence. It's just it's I, lost I, time. I think I think
1: that episode was, I think we considered it more of a bust than anything else. Because we didn't really, I, I don't think you and I really had anything weird happen to us after.
0: I don't remember, yeah. I mean. I, I think I, I remember saying like, it was kind of hyped up. I mean, we had more personal experiences than I think we did evidence. So. Yeah, and
1: nothing happened at the apartment, as mm-hmm. far as I know, after we got home. So, But mm-hmm. then again, we usually saved like, everything <laughs> as soon as we got back. So a little bit of prevention is worth a whole lot of cure, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So the second tape, so now we're going back in time. Timey-wimey. This is June 2009, so this is the first time you guys go. Oh, God. And this No
1: wonder it was so bloody miserable.
0: Yeah, June. This tape was labeled The Basement, so you must have had a... Because the other one was labeled Upstairs, so you must have had a camera assigned to, like, each floor. So you are in the basement with Kevin Gross, Gene, and Chuck. Gene gets a chill on his left side, um, and he's standing near the well... And we get this weird noise, and no one reacts. But I'm thinking it might be a yawn, so I'm going to play it, and I'm going to have you listen. Yeah, that's, you I th- like... yeah, I
1: think that's a yawn. That might have been me, because, I mean, I it's know. pretty late.
0: I thought it might be a Kevin Grosjean, because he kind of does, those was weird.
1: Yeah. But he's but I, talking right there toward the end, so that's kind of...
0: Yeah. Somehow. So, you guys start provoking. Oh, boy. But no, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And actually, nothing happens. Not a damn thing happens. So, you go into the faces room next. I don't remember the story of the faces Oh, room. that's where, um... I
1: guess faces are found in the wall from all the dried blood from the slaughterhouse thing. I think that's the story, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, but, I couldn't remember. But they said they call it the faces room, and apparently there's pattern. I, I guess the blood splatters from all the animals from the slaughterhouse days, as, as the story goes, created all these like faces on the wall. But I think it's probably just pattern recognition run yep. r- run rampant.
0: So you get, you guys walk in there and you get two very uh, minor K2 hits. It goes up like one light. And this is what I was asking you in the first episode. Kevin mentioned he was touched earlier in the evening and he wants that person to touch him again. And he said, quote, it was clear it wasn't human. Do you remember that?
1: I I really don't. So I don't know what's
0: going on there. The K2 spikes again, this time to three lights, and stays for a long time, and that's pretty continuous throughout all of the tapes, but you guys aren't sure if it's like electrical or what's causing it, yeah. so we're, we're going to discuss that later, because I think that might play into what's going on there. So you guys move next to the area um, by that fridge where that shadow was seen by Ghost Adventures, and Chuck gets the bright idea to carry around the broken Jesus statue to try to provoke anything. So why don't we tell the viewers if they haven't watched Ghost Adventures, what's the deal with the broken Jesus statue? So
1: when Zach, Nick, and Aaron went to the Ghost, when the Ghost Adventures crew went to Bobby Mackey's the, for the very first time. In fact, I think that was their first episode, was the Bobby Mackey's episode. And, because uh, that's when we were like, oh God, look at these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And they believe that the reason why they think the basement's haunted by a demonic entity is because there was a Jesus statue, and when they opened up the door, it's laying on the ground with the head broken off of it. That's right. And it freaked them out, and they thought, well, you know, there's demons and shit down here because of the broken Jesus statue, because the idea is anything Christian in its symbolism is going to piss off anything demonic, which we're not going to get into the whole mythology and symbolism of all that, but... Um, but no, Chuck had this bright idea of carrying around the Jesus statue, thinking that it was going to provoke something. Like, I guess he wanted to see if the statue would get broke even further.
0: Yeah, nothing happens. No,
1: <laughs> no, it was, it was, you know, Chuck being Chuck. Chuck,
0: now, I do have a video to play for you. Because this made me laugh. Did you bust that statue? What kind of people bust up a statue of Jesus? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh
1: Who is that? That's you No
0: Yes
1: I'm so glad I don't have that damn <laughs> accent anymore That
0: just made me laugh <laughs> What type of people break a Jesus statue?
1: I, I can tell you exactly who breaks a Jesus statue It's somebody that uh, wants to play themselves off as satanic and evil Because, you know, a holy symbol being broken
0: That just made me laugh so um, on the tape, Laura calls you topside to come up and see something, and there's no documentation of it, but we'll talk about it later. I guess it's some picture she took, and you guys tried, like, hell to debunk it, but basically it's uh, she was in Johanna's dressing room, and she took a picture facing the mirror, and in the background it looks like there's someone hanging from the rafter.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that. When you guys like I We tried to recreate that decision. Over if and over were, and over yeah, and over the,
0: again. Nothing.
1: Yeah, again, to see if it's pattern recognition gone rampant or if it's an object that's there that just happens to look like somebody hanging from the rafter. And uh no it wasn't. And so we have no idea what that was. I'd
0: kill to see that picture. So then the tape Then switches to all you guys outside. So it's you. So I think it's you, um, Thaddeus, Chuck, Laura, Jean, Kevin Gross, and was Jean with Angel then?
1: Yes, I believe so.
0: Okay. So you're headed, you all meet outside, you're headed to the basement with some lady. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who she was until later in the tape. Donna Clifton?
1: Yeah, I think she's one of the bartenders and caretakers of the place, if I'm not mistaken.
0: And you ask her if this is the farthest she's ever been in the basement, and she says, yeah, I don't know why you guys brought her down there, but it was, like, a big thing.
1: I think we were asking her, like, about, like, things in the basement, where things were, and things of that nature. And really trying to get the specifics of the place, because... I think it was at this time where, you know, we we really wanted to see if Bobby Mackey's really
0: I think you were also too having her down there because she saw the photo, so I think you guys are all trying to figure out why that photo of the person hanging is the way it is.
1: Yeah. I, I believe that's that's accurate.
0: So this next video I'm gonna show you I can't make heads or tails of it. No one reacts. But Thaddeus is in the basement with Laura and Angel. And someone walks across the screen. It looks like Kevin Gross. But no one says anything. And also during this time, I can't tell if Angel is humming. Or if it's like ghostly. And later, it's not definitely not Kevin Gross in the basement. Because he comes across the radio. So I think I took... Two videos because the video on the TV was hard to see, so I don't even know if I'm gonna play that one. I'll show you the one that I took of the screen.
1: What? Who's, who's got the? Yeah, there's somebody walking, but I'm not sure who the hell that is. Yeah,
0: I watched it like five and times. And how,
1: how did we miss that? And who what's who's the person with the slightly curly hair? That's that's down Angel. Because they're they're walking.
0: And no one reacts.
1: Unless it's somebody's reflection. Which I don't is, know. Which is quite possible, but... Uh, okay, so that's, that's, that's pretty bloody interesting.
0: Yeah. And we didn't... I don't know if we didn't... Who knows if we caught it the first time? Because I don't know where any of our, like, evidence and logs and stuff are. I, I have
1: no idea.
0: So then um, Thaddeus, Lauren, Angel moved to Johanna's dressing room and... The K2 stays steady with two lights. Um, but And I thought, okay. And then they move it off the dressing table, onto the chair, and it goes back down to one light. So I thought that was kind of odd. And we'll discuss that more later. But um, they move in the hallway. This is really weird. So they move into the hallway, and there's some big filing cabinet that has a bunch of, like, old files, I guess, on the property. And it's given off, like, a 4.7 on the millimeter, which it shouldn't be. I mean, it's a cabinet. Yeah, it's a file cabinet. And the K2 lights are staying at a steady, like, 3. And they're trying to find out what causes it. Every time they, like, back away from it, everything goes down. Like, the mill goes back down to, like, 1.5, and the K2 goes back down to, like, 1 light. And they they they're spending so much time timeless they can't figure it out. I've I don't have any rational explanation for it. Thaddeus, Thaddeus is like crawling on the ground, see if there's any weird like electrical wires. Nothing. And it's only around that filing cabinet, and it gets worse when they like stick it in the papers. Hmm. So I don't know what to make of that.
1: I, I have no idea either, because you know you expect something like that around. Exposed wiring, which there's a lot of down there in the basement. Mm hmm
0: So after that, they move to go into the well room. And the walkie starts going nuts. Like, it's staticky. It's making weird beeping sounds. It's, like, scanning itself. And at some point, they say, I realized it switched to, like, channel 14. And you guys are on channel 1. I didn't take video of that because, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Something
1: something's messing with the with the walkie-talkies and the communication equipment.
0: So, Laura is the brave one now and she goes and stands in the well. Oh boy. Nothing happens. And then it's it's pretty quiet and then they the tape ends with them walking out of the basement to pack up for the night. So, that was it for that tape. So, the second tape is the one upstairs. Okay. And it's you, Thaddeus and Chuck. Um, And you guys are talking about how the K2 is blinking and it's holding steady, just like downstairs. And um, Thaddeus, unfortunately, had the camera pointed at the pool table because he had a quarter in front of the pool ball. So we didn't capture any of, like, the K2 blinking. I don't know if he had, like, a light shining down on the... Pool table, but it like completely made the camera out of focus for I almost think, the entire time. I think
1: we did, and the reason we did that is because they had said that like this randomly the pool tape the pull balls on the pool table will move.
0: When it did, because you guys come back into frame like later on in the tape and you say it moved, but again all I see is like fuzz because yeah yeah.
1: But we were we were trying to capture any um, any movement of the of the billiard balls without any uh, external force.
0: So you guys are um, talking, getting kind of excited because the the mill meter's going up and it gets a seven point two spike, which is pretty pretty significant. So we're seeing all these mill spikes, and then I had this video cracked me up. I think this is the last video I have. This is you. Oh God, what? He's face What Why would you play something like that? That Good cracked me up.
1: Worst statements to ever say <laughs> in public <laughs> on video for it to just be played back.
0: Uh, sorry. So after that uh, the comment, Chuck actually begins to feel like chilled. And you guys um, shoot the temperature meter at them, and it was about 90 degrees, and it goes down to 85.5, which is, I mean, that's a 5-degree drop. That's pretty significant. And at the same time it does that, Thaddeus' mel meter goes from 3.0 to 4.5, and then shoots back down to 1.5. So you ask... Um, was it whatever is there? If they can drop it down to eighty, and they got it, whatever was there got the temperature down to eighty-two point six. So not quite, but I mean, going from ninety to eighty-two point six.
1: Yeah, that's a that's what an eight point eight degree difference in temperature around going lower, and it went lower when asked, which yep. is really strange. Consider, and I don't think there was any. I think the the audio is much clearer because I don't think the. The air conditioning and all of that. It doesn't sound like the AC or the HVAC. It's barely
0: running, which is probably why you guys were hot and miserable. And I had to laugh because after that happens, it gets really quiet for a while. And I can tell you guys are getting bored. And Thaddeus says, quote, for a ghost, you're about as scary as a fart. Yeah. (laughs) And let me just say, I think I say this every time. There is nothing worse than watching static cams
1: yeah they're, they're. do you
0: really think like, i put this in my notes so like all these tv shows do you think like zach nick aaron katrina jack the ghost hunters guys do you think they actually sit down and watch all of the footage of dvr footage like the production footage they would have
1: you would you would think they would have to you would That's think like,
0: they- I, was, I can't imagine how many hours that would be especially the dvr ones that are static like that is so boring
1: well I, I one question would be like okay how how long can they focus
0: yeah i was having trouble that,
1: that that i would say that the people that have the best focus are probably the ones that do that
0: it just makes me wonder if they have like i don't want to say minions but maybe like volunteers. productions assistants yeah, volunteers pr- yeah. people
1: who do that or maybe they do it in shifts like let's say um, uh what, what, what would you say for example? Uh,
0: I'm pretty sure we heard that, like, Nick, Zach, and Aaron, when they first started out, they did all their own reviews. But now that I want, I just wonder if they, whoa, sorry, still do that.
1: It's quite possible they do, or maybe they have, like, production assistance. Especially since as the budget got bigger, mm-hmm. and they do a lot more production value sty- type things.
0: Because you never know what you could catch on, like, B-roll, like, filming not the people talking, but, like... I just can't imagine. I was just sitting there watching it like, oh, my God. I can't imagine doing hours of this.
1: Well, you got to think with the Ghost Adventures crew, that's 24 hours because they're rolling the day that they get there.
0: Yeah. Maybe some
1: B footage. So they're probably rolling through that, looking at it during the day. Then they have their actual overnight and then, you know, going and watching that. You know, um, it's quite, you know, that that doesn't seem to be as tedious. But the more static cams that you have – and they probably did have some assistance even back in the day. Like, somebody has an extra set of eyes.
0: Yep. So, you know, earlier we said that, um... I guess Thaddeus put a quarter in front of the pool ball. hmm I guess it moved a little bit. So, you guys decided to put the quarter on top of the pool ball. And you were smart. And you put the camera, like, right on so the picture is really clear. Nothing ever moved. Um... And that's it The tape just ends I don't know Like There wasn't anyone Walking up I don't know if Something happened But the or tape maybe just the ba-
1: Or maybe the battery died And when the battery died That's when we decided To call it a night too
0: Yeah cause it was getting late Everyone was saying How tired they were So that was it For evidence Unfortunately not a lot Because we don't Have all of our equipment
1: No But you know it...
0: So I wrote down Some things that I wanted To Touch base with you on Okay so the steady K two EMF. You said there's a lot of exposed wire. Do you think that's what m- could make the place feel uncomfortable for people? Well, yeah.
1: There's there's this idea. Uh, I didn't
0: realize that the the bell was spiking that much. It's well, a pretty big spike. Well, yeah.
1: There's the idea of the of the fear cage, right? That if people are sensitive to electromagnetic. Frequency or electromagnetic fields that um, it can cause, you know, someone to feel paranoid, feel creeped out. It can mess with their uh, sense of equilibrium. Um, I mean, those things, you got to think. Your brain, all the signals are electrical in a sense. There's like a, an electrical charge that runs through each neuron and stuff like that. So if you've got a magnetic field messing with the electrical impulses in the brain, then you can kind of see where your perception might be what would you say distorted or you might be looking for more apt to find patterns where they don't exist um it can cause you to become dizzy nauseous all those things that you you, you hear about when you're that these uh ghost hunter type folks are in there doing and it doesn't help either that uh you know, the, the 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 equipment that is used is not specifically really designed for that. And it's not even really a, a, a good scientific enterprise anyway because you, you can't control for every variable. You don't have anything to compare it to. So there's no real control. And then experimental. in you can't get repeated things to happen. I mean, you might get something to happen on command, but it's not going to happen every time.
0: Yeah, so I'm thinking that that might explain some of the stuff, but it doesn't explain, like, the what happened to you afterwards, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I would say, you, you know, Bobby Mackey's, I, I was disappointed as far as what didn't or did, what did or didn't happen during the course of the initial investigation. But the aftermath when I got home with all the weird stuff that was happening, more than made up for that. Because it's, and I think that's kind of like a, A a, a warning of please stay away don't come back Kind of thing
0: So speaking of that would you go back
1: Yes Sort of But There would have to be some things that would have To be done And you're probably wondering okay well what are you talking about Well I think first of all All the witnesses and stuff like that I would like to do some psychological Testing
0: What do you mean witnesses? I'm saying if you and I had the chance to go back and investigate, would you?
1: Yeah, of course. But what I'm saying is like, okay, so one thing I'd like to know is like how open are the people that work there?
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Because
1: openness is interest in aesthetics, interest in ideas, and openness also is correlated with pattern recognition or trying to find patterns where they don't exist is it anybody that's had experiences and people that work there that have had experiences are they is it more pattern recognition where there is nothing there but they're trying to put patterns together because that that could be one explanation for why they have all these personal experiences but evidence-wise you're coming up empty
0: i think too a way to go back is to not have the caretaker there kind of do what they do at waverly hills or they just like
1: they kind of just leave you alone and you have run of the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
0: that would be... There's no way to do EVP there because of the cars and the train, but you could at least eliminate some of the noise. You could try to, yeah. Go um, in the dead of winter and just not have the heat run for a bit. Yeah, and be
1: bundled up, sure.
0: Um, but I don't know if I'd go back because who knows what type of energy is in there now. All those people going in and out of there and... Again, if... if i would like to be more scientific at it
1: so you know definitely get baseline you know emf sweep so go in and do a sweep wait an hour do another sweep see what the readings are average them out so that you have a a mean emf level in each place so then you know what your outliers may be because you you have a statistical mean like i said Personality profiles on the people that work there that have had personal experiences. Are they looking for patterns where none exist? I would say talk to somebody from the historical society and try to really parse out fact from fiction and and see if perhaps these archetypical stories that are being pulled from and layered on top of the mythology of the location in question and being used to fill in the gaps where there is gaps within the historical record. So you know the
0: So you take a more like very technical approach to it, or I'd be like, I don't know if I want to go because the energies, the energy's in here, it's too weird.
1: I, I definitely would like to be a little bit more technical because okay, so let's say that there is more openness, and so it's more pat, pat, faulty pattern recognition with with with. But that's
0: just the people. Like, what? How would you handle experiences?
1: Try to replicate it try try to try to you know come up with different hypotheses as to what it could be happening test them and repeatedly test those hypotheses so let's say oh let's say for example you ask for a knock and you get one okay so okay so what would cause a knock let's test it let's test it again let's test it again after three or four times of testing that either your hypothesis is going to be null or it's going to be true and then you move on to the next instance and on to the next one. And, and try to do it in a controlled manner that way. Even though, again, we're, you're in the wild, you're not in the lab. So trying to predict and then replicate is going to be a lot more difficult.
0: Yeah, it's not like if you see a shadow, you're, it's going to replicate. Like a lot of times you see a shadow once and that's it. You don't see one again yeah. for the rest so, of the so night. So what you
1: do is you come up with multiple explanations for it and put them to the test. And then you put them to the test repeatedly.
0: Should you take a more like lab laboratory approach to it? Yeah,
1: definitely take a more laboratory approach, and I definitely would take a more psychologically scientific. What would you say? Approach to it as well. Maybe even do diagnostics to see if maybe it's it's like a. What would you say? Not really psychoticism, but more of a. People, what would you say? People that like attention, and because because the, the, you gotta admit, Bobby Mackey's doing very well financially from the ghost hunts and people paying to go there. On top of you know being paid to play there, he owns the place, so he probably makes a profit off of alcohol sales. Uh, if there's a door fee for going into the place, I mean, dude's not doing bad financially, and the ghost hunting doesn't hurt at all. So it'd be like, okay, what's the motivations for trying to hype the place up?
0: So you would go back and want to run it, yeah, like a lab, or I would want to do actual ghost hunting.
1: Yeah, I mean, ghost hunting would be fine to do as well, but I, I would want to do this, do do the technical, scientific investigation and the psychological investigation first.
0: So speaking of that, do you think Carl was actually possessed? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know because, you know, Carl's not alive to talk to about it. Because the first things I'd ask is, like, what were you experiencing? And then I'd cross-reference it with symptoms in the DSM. Because let's because carl was what in his 20s or 30s when when it happened i can't remember I can't if he remember. was older he not. was
0: older those videos he's older
1: he's older okay yeah. so if his experiences happened when he was older so it's very unlikely it would be like a delayed onset of schizophrenia right um now they've talked about the hauntings and all that if he's high in openness would he be more open to suggestion? so kind of like hypnosis in a sense oh, okay is he is it all acting for some narcissistic sense of uh being the center of attention you know bobby Mackey is this famous some relatively famous musician he owns this building which is relatively famous for that area and he's just a caretaker but he gets a fair bit of attention being in this haunted place living there and then you know he might have been eccentric or had some sort of eccentric odd personality that people started kind of pattern recognition you have this man living in this apartment in this place that's purported to be haunted has these bizarre behaviors they start you know trying to explain away why does he have these odd behaviors the idea of being maybe influenced or possessed by spirits even if that's not the case and then okay well if this is what people believe then we start to act that out and then we start to get attention so In a way, Carl becomes just as famous as Bobby Mackey for different Hmm. reasons, but still the fame is tied to the same location.
0: That's an interesting theory. Hmm. Do you think the well was ever a portal to hell?
1: I I, I doubt it.
0: I doubt it. Do you think the place is haunted? It's hard to say
1: because we don't really have any definitive... We never got any definitive evidence that we couldn't... couldn't really that that would really point one way or the other
0: see i disagree i definitely think it is
1: the reason that i I, i'm more skeptical about it like i can't deny what happened at the house afterwards but boots on the ground in the place didn't have a whole lot of experiences and really the only two significant things that are really significant evidence-wise goes is the the hit on the fleer and the photograph. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any EVPs to speak of. There wasn't... Well, we don't know. A, well, as far as we know, there's no EVPs to speak of. Um, we do have the weird light that we don't know what is going on there. If there was a flashlight on the ground, like a flashlight session that we abandoned and forgot about, and the light just come on and come off because we don't know
0: we also didn't have um the ovilus back then no we didn't have the spear box back nope. then so so who, who knows
1: who knows what we could have captured if we yep. had the the type of equipment at the time but at but based on what we based on what we have which is very little i'm hesitant to say that it's definite like we have evidence that points it to being haunted now we can say that there's something going that's not quite right with the place because why else would I go home and in the middle of the night hear my daughter giggling when she's fast asleep in her room and she's not in the bedroom with me and her mother yep and there was nobody in the house there was no loud noises no crashing and you wake up and find all of your cabinets open but they were got they were they were closed like when we went to bed they were closed there's there's no explanation for that other than somebody broke into our house tiptoed into our kitchen just to open up the cabinets there's no way you anything. could
0: have tiptoed into that kitchen if i remember correctly that floor was well, it, creaky as hell yeah it
1: was built in the 1920s it luckily yeah. didn't have any lead paint or anything like that but i mean it was bloody old mm-hmm. extremely you would have heard yeah that, absolutely yeah. so so i mean
0: so split decision on bobby Mackey's.
1: i i'm hesitant to say without definitive proof
0: All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Um, I know in the first episode I asked for any listener stories or if people wanted to come on the podcast. I haven't heard anything yet. So if you're interested, please reach out on Facebook. Please share, subscribe, and rate. Um, and if any of our old teammates are listening, if you have any of the old files, I'm talking like evidence logs, um, digital recorders. I might still have... Uh, files on them, let us know. I'll pay for it to be shipped. So, next week's episode, I'm going to call it All Ball Places 1 and 2. I could have sworn we recorded an Oddball Ball Place 1 where we talked about Kunkel's Mansion, the asylum in Pittsburgh, and Airport Road, but I can't find that episode on SoundCloud. So, we may just have to... Um,
1: I think we were planning on it, but I don't think we ever actually got around to to talking about it. I think we were planning it, but we never really followed through.
0: So we'll cover those, and then I'm going to add the Seven Gates of Hell, our trip to Gettysburg, and our trip to Antietam on that. So that'll be the next episode. Okay. So thanks so much for listening, guys.